Well, hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> you I you did it. Wait. I know. It's good. Welcome to the weekday. This is episode 30 something. Again, never know. I think it's like 35, 36. Uh, I'm Andy. I'm the digital pastor here at Bay Hope Church. That's not Mike. It's not. <laughs> That's uh, the probably the most talented of the three majors. Melissa Minor. That's not true. That Hi. is absolutely true. Hello. Melissa, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having today. me. Today, so uh, Mike is not available. He is no longer with us. That's not a death thing. He's just in Orlando on vacation. Uh, did you want to wonder where I was going I with just that? I texted him like a minute ago. You know, ago. He, he's he's texting. Oh, there's my new, my new doorbell cam. Uh, oh, Melissa, cool. this for the uninitiated, actually. So this is Melissa's first time being on this podcast. True. Um, we have a very cool setup. First of all, we have Justin Deal over there on the wheels Justin. of steel. Justin. Justin, there we go. So we completed our Justin. We have my camera right here. We have the main wide camera right there for you to look at. And then we have that camera right there, which is Melissa's camera. Exactly. <laughs> That's honestly the face that Mike made the first really? time too. Yeah. He did the, Mike does that weird like thing though. Uh, you had more smile to it. Mike had like kind of a, a weird weirdness to it. Uh, Outside of being a video podcast that we do here on YouTube and on Facebook, uh, we are also available on audio uh, uh, venues, I guess you can call them. Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, what? How? That's how I listen. Spotify? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're one of our listeners. I am. Congratulations. Yeah. Weirdly I'm a enough. sister, everybody. Weirdly enough. I can't get Spotify metrics, so your, your listen is actually- <laughs> I'm in the dark. <laughs> you are off the grid. I don't matter. No, you matter. It's no, just you're no. you're off, <laughs> off the grid in terms of listenership. I can only see metrics from like Apple Podcasts and then YouTube and Facebook well, I and Google Podcasts. Only imagine. Can are you? Yes. Okay. Cool. Great movie. That's that. That's that movie. That Jeremy Camp movie, right? Me. Great. Yeah, fantastic. Cool. Uh, so again, Mike's not here today uh, for the podcast, but again, we have uh, one of the other former mages now a minor here with us and. Uh, I wanted to kind of interview her. You, uh, the Bay Hope Nation, and the kind of the uh, the weekend or the weekend, the week, the weekend's the the artist with no e though. I was listening to that song on the way back from lunch. That's why I have okay. the weekend I, caught in my head. I'm here for it's it. It's a it's a great song. And actually, that it, what led into was the song that I sent you guys. That another '80s synth pop song. song. Go listen to Dayglo. That guy's great. Dayglo. Any anyway, Dayglo. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> With Mike being out, I wanted to kind of bring Melissa into the weekday army because obviously you see her a lot on the Bay Hope platform, on all of our streaming channels, on everything that we do. Um, but she has a torrid backstory. Actually, it's not that. Torrid. Yeah. It's I don't not, even know what that word means. Torrid is like, um, um, uh, hey Siri, what does torrid mean? That's right. Very hot and dry. Do you want to hear the remaining one? I can't read that other one. I am not. <laughs> no, that not. other one. The the last one, the the one there, that was very adult. Adult. Uh, Why are we doing this? I don't know. We need to put the explicit tag on this, apparently. <laughs> uh, but the last one was uh, very no. full of confrontation. That was there the tribulation go. and confrontation. She didn't. She didn't have a life full of contribution. Oh, uh, but I wanted to kind of walk through where she kind of came from. And um, in, in, the, in the broadest sense of term, how her ministry has unfolded and her worship leading and all that. Because she really, she does have a gift. Uh, all kidding aside, she she has an incredible gift of bringing people into a place of worship of our King, um, and it's been capitalized on and not been capitalized on. And so, I kind of want to walk through some of that. So, Melissa Mage, Hi. Melissa Minor, mm-hmm. Melissa Karen four Minor, years Karen. Yeah, is it four years really? Yeah, February seventeenth. 
Congrats, man. Thank you. Hi, yeah. Ben. <laughs> Love you. Smooches. Uh, so talk to me first and foremost, wah, singing and all of that other stuff. I obviously grew up with you. You did. So I was in the house when all of this was happening. But talk, walk me through kind of your beginning steps into musicianhood. Let's go. Let's start with the musicianhood. Then we'll move into churchhood. Okay. And then we'll move into Bella Reeve stuff because that's okay. a big deal. And then okay. we're going to move into church. Great. Good. So first off, musicianhood, yes. musicianship, vocalship. Yes. Talk to me. Where do I look? You look wherever you feel like. Justin on the wheels of steel is going to capture whatever you want. You can you're having a conversation with me, but you're also having a co- okay. conversation with them. Okay. But again, if the, if people are listening, they don't have a clue where you're looking. You could be upside down on your head. Okay, it's the magic of podcasting. Yes. Okay. Great. Musicianhood. Um, I have always loved singing. Yes. I. Would- what are your? In- Let's start okay. real quick. What are your influences? What would you say your biggest influence in? vocal stylings is? I'm looking for one answer. I know who you're looking for. <laughs> He's looking for five British females. Is that who you're looking for? By the name of By Abba. the name of <laughs> The Spice Girls. The Spice Girls. Yes. Talk to me about your past with The Spice Girls. Go. I loved them. I saw Spice World before I became a believer. <laughs> a believer in Jesus or a believer in meatloaf in Spice World. <laughs> and uh, let's put it this way, Pastor Andy Mage. I had a spice wall. I had a wall on garlic, oregano in my bedroom. Dill, time of because there were like magazines, Bop, Teen Bop, Teen Bop was the big Star one. Star was mm. a big one. I would go to Publix with mom. Mm-hmm. Tuesday nights, maybe sometimes Monday nights, I don't know. And I would I would plead with her to get me the latest bop. bop. Um and I would tear out the magazines and if it had a Spice Girl, I would then take masking tape and I would tape it to the wall. And I had 311 pictures. Of Spice Girls. Not some of them were individuals. I had an individual section where it was, you know, it was it was baby spice and it was scary spice and it was sporty spice and it was and like I had like their little things. And then and then I had They all deserve their own corner. Yeah. They're all very different. What okay, what's your favorite Spice Girl? Baby. Why? Because she's blonde. Most innocent. Mm. Most innocent. So she said. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's a Britney Spears song that talks about that, too. Well, I'm I'm not that. Okay. I <laughs> Around the same time period. Okay. <laughs> so I was, uh, so baby is number one. Scary is number five. Because. Mel because. Thank you. Um, I, I was a little bit afraid of her. Well, I mean, her name is Scary Spice. So she did her job. 311 pictures. So that's not where music started for me. We will get back there. Um, also, in that uh, phase of my life, I had a karaoke machine. Mm. Had a gold microphone head, plastic microphone. Uh, it was it was like a rectangular box, and it only played tapes. Mm. My first tape was uh, Mariah Carey, Butterfly. No, that's not true. It was Tony Braxton. I was going to say, it yes. It was Tony Braxton, yes. Uh, so what I would do is I would get really bored downstairs in our house. And so I would go upstairs and I would always just sing. And that was my, that was my place. Um, that started probably like second grade. I sang my first song when I was two years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom let me know that later. It was, I can't make you love me by Bonnie Raitt. Dude, really? First song. I didn't know sang. that. Mm-hmm. That's first amazing. Song. Yep. That's why it's very dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, 
And when I was in third grade, we had just started going to a church, Palm Harbor United Methodist. Mm -hmm. Been there. And uh, hi, Keith. And uh, Keith does listen to this. Does he? Yeah. Keith, I hope you're doing well, man. Hope you have a great week. Jolly good. Jolly good. Um, And so I'm saying a lot of ums. Uh, in third grade, we had speckled walls and there, uh, I would sing. And like I said, I wasn't a believer yet. Uh, but I loved singing songs, whatever I could. And I, and I had this vision of, um, I was using the gold microphone and I was singing to people in church pews Hmm. from the speckles. Each speckle was a person's head and something in me was like, you're going to do that. And I was like, I'm third grade. I'm nine. I have blue nail paint, like blue nail polish on. That's what I know. Mm. Um, so then I got saved in sixth grade at Acquire the Fire. Uh, walked through middle school, high school. Um, went to college. I feel like I really found my faith there. Yeah. It became my own. So talk talk through <laughs> that. Talk through I, Elementary school and all that other stuff, that's fine. You were in marching band and kind of you were drum major in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, she she excelled in her musicianship at that point. Really kind of got musical theory maybe under her belt at that point. I didn't. Really? Okay. That didn't come till college? I wouldn't consider myself um, overtly musical, if that makes sense. I love to sing. I would push back on that. Well, hear me out. I did not know how to play piano with both of my hands until college. I knew how to play French horn, kind of. I knew how to play the recorder very well. Very well versed in Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. You Loved were out of, out of tune Pocahontas. <laughs> Color yes, of the wind, baby. Yes, oh, gosh. Um, okay, so. so. But you and Mike and mom and dad are very, way more musical than I am and was. So I would say in college, I had to do music theory right. for four semesters right. and it was very, very difficult. Mm. And I learned a lot. Um, that's when I took piano. That's mm. when I did all of that stuff. But I, and so I've grown since, you know, that was 11 years ago that yep. I graduated. And so um, that's when I would say that my musicianship kind of started. Okay. So kind you of get- faked it till I made it. I mean, that's, that's, in high school. that's called being a musician. <laughs> most, most of them are. That's fair. That's okay. Fair. So you get to college. Uh-huh. And so I want to talk about Belle Reve. So, yeah. uh, you went to college at the university of central Florida in Orlando and it Loved was, it. Go Knights. At Go Knights. And it was there that you met your brother, Mike, um, who was also there. Uh, but also you met Sean Curran and Josh Ruka, uh, and Zach, uh-huh. Filthy, uh, and Kenny, I can never Werner. remember Kenny Werner. Yes. yes. Goodness. Um, and all of them. So mm-hmm. talk to me about the inception of Belle Reve. Like, where did it happen? Because Belle Reve honestly was uh, and still is a huge major landmark, not only in your life, but if in this church's life. Yeah. It I really was. Uh, and So go, go, Belle Reve. Um, I was a freshman. Mike was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. We were at uh, the Campus Crusade fall weekend away thing. And Campus Crusade is... Campus Crusade, it was the ministry that we were involved in on campus at UCF. Right. A cool part about our college experience is that the main reason why I even went to UCF was because of a church over there, Hmm. Discovery Church. Mm -hmm. I went there the February that I went to do my vocal audition to be in the music program, and uh, an author named Donald Miller was speaking. He wrote Blue Blue Like Jazz. Jazz. He wrote 
searching for God knows what. He's written like a ton of books. He's since become like a motivational speaker. Yeah. I don't know what he does now, but he's still a great guy. Um, but it was there. It was a, uh, college ministry called status Mm -hmm. and it was the most vibrant ministry I had ever seen. Mm. And I knew that I had to be a part of it. So that's honestly why I went to UCF. Um, and my brother, my, our brother, Mike was there. Um, so I get involved with the campus crusade ministry, which is on campus discovery church status was off campus. And uh, every Thursday night we would lead worship for, it was a huge like gym cafeteria thing. Like a multi-purpose room. Yeah. yeah. And there was like 750 people in the room. It was crazy. Which is nuts. Mostly college kids. Yeah. All college kids. They all went to the university. It was wild. Um, And I didn't know how special that was Hmm. until I like looked back on it. Yeah. So um, Sean and Mike were the first two that met at a retreat. They, and I'm sure he's told that story. Um, and then I met Sean kind of the week after. Sean and I were the same, like, we were both freshmen at the same time. Um, we had graduated in 2006. And so we kind of all just started hanging out and going to both Discovery and Campus Crusade. Mm. It was like a really cool time. And we we just started leading worship together. I honestly don't remember how all of it happened. Um, but I know that it was really special. And in 2009, we, uh, I specifically remember Sean was living in a house with like four other dudes (laughs) and it was gross. Lord bless that rent, that landlord, because like we had to burn the building afterwards. Yeah. It it was roach infested. But, um, Mike and I would go there and Sean lived there, obviously. So it would be the three of us and we would pray, we would eat, and then we would write songs. Mm. And so from there, some of the first songs of Belle Reef came about. And I honestly believe that that was, if we wouldn't have started on the foundation of prayer, it wouldn't have gone where it, it, God wanted it to for a lot of reasons. That's, um, good. <clears throat> that's a good, that's good. That's for being, uh, looking back on it too, that's a good marker for you to see totally. like if, if it wasn't for the prayer it would have been junk as is anything yeah that's yeah. cool so uh i somehow things started happening with the band so we we would lead worship at status we would lead worship at campus crusade we would lead worship at the element student ministry at discovery church which was where i actually had a job mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. um we had six songs we did a few music videos. We, uh, I went to Uganda for a month with Sean's now wife, then girlfriend. And we were there for a month. We stayed at an orphanage. It was the, one of the craziest months of my life. We came back and the EP was done. So the day that it came back, I, I heard the last song on that EP was called stories. Mm-hmm. And it was like 10 minutes long and there's this six minute long song. And then there's four minutes of just like this, like free form, thing. And it just basically keeps saying, um, Jesus stole this heart of mine. Now I'm alive. Jesus brought this heart to life. Now I'm alive. Hmm. He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. So powerful. And, uh, I had forgotten that that was part of the song. Hmm. And so we were driving home from this like 36 hour trip back to the States from Uganda. And I hear that song and I'm in mom and dad's old, um, van 
and I just like explode. Like I'm just like, like gripping the seats. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I like, I'm, I, I can remember it clear as day because I just, it felt like something was on it. Hmm. Um, so that was really cool. And I had totally forgotten about it. Um, so yeah, then Sean got in contact with a manager, his name's Steven. And then we did some more really cool stuff. And then we ended up getting a record contract, which was wild. We, and so then I had finished college at that point. We had all decided to move up to Atlanta. Um, because logistically it made a lot of sense because we were touring at that point. And then, um, yeah, don't, don't gloss over that. You guys actually started, you recorded not only the EP, a full length LP at that point. Right. And yeah. Then, that was a couple years after. Yeah, yeah. But then that was all within that whole, Hey, we need to move type thing. Right. And, yes. and that was when we were doing church camp after yep. church camp and yep. retreat. And so I really feel like the, one of the main things that I took away from that season was I was able to see a ton of different experiences of worship. Hmm. So we led at a Catholic church in Brooklyn, New York, with a marble altar. Hmm. We led at a super, super charismatic church, um, like summer camp, essentially, in Panama City Beach, with like people literally running around Hmm. like, just exploding, like running outside, running inside scream. Like, so like I've, I've had the ability to see a lot of what the Western church looks like right now. Hmm. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. So that is one of the main things that I think I took away from that season. So we, we moved up, we did all that stuff and it didn't really work out the way that we thought. And, um, it took me a long time to come to grips with that, to not feel like a failure, Hmm. um, to not feel like I wasn't worthy of it working out. Um, but little did I know that it was exactly what was supposed to happen. Mm. Um, faith really does work. Uh, go figure. (laughs) Spoiler. The the whole Bible thing. Spoiler. (laughs) Jesus wins. Okay, go. That's true. My sister-in-law actually texted me that this morning. Um, Hmm. and so Mike and I, Mike left the band before I did. Mike formerly of the weekday. Formally. <laughs> you watching, bud? <laughs> Shots fired. It's going pretty well over here. Shots fired. Um, so, uh, yes. So that, he left before I did. What was that little trumpet thing you just well, did there? It's, it's different than an um. It's, so you just. say It's a trumpet um. <laughs> a, a trum. <laughs> it's a trum. It's a, it's a trum. Okay. Okay. Also, I had a lot of coffee right before this. Yeah, I can tell. So That's great. Armpits are sweating, and I'm talking really fast. Cool, yeah. So, but this is all it's cool. very airy. The, the um, air conditioning is not on in the studio. Okay, it doesn't the, feel well, like. I can tell. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, so, Mike left the band. I um, didn't talk to him for a while because I was a little bit mad that he left. No. Yeah. I'm a very passionate person in all aspects of my life. Real quick, I was uh, I had just moved to Atlanta when all of this was happening. Yeah, uh, he did. Well, not from just New Jersey. not just. Yeah, I was in New Jersey for three ish years uh, as a worship pastor up there, and then uh, took a job as a worship pastor in, in the Atlanta area. Literally, I moved there two weeks before Mike moved there. Yeah, like Mike is really the one that it's his fault ghosted you. Y- yeah, well, Mike, formerly of the weekday, formerly of the weekday, you had been there. What a year prior to us getting there? 
How long had you been in Atlanta before we were there? Two year years? And year and a half? Okay, mm-hmm. ish. So we all eventually just collided into Atlanta. Which and then was wild. It's crazy. And yeah. then all of the Bella Reeve stuff kind of started. Mike had a baby. Right. Uh, and that ruined everything. No. And then, and then, you know, a lot of future decisions started being mm-hmm. happening. So. Mm-hmm. so I met my now husband. Mm-hmm. While, well, I had known him. That's a long story. We can't get into it. That'll be on episode 30 other something okay. of the weekday. I feel, real, I feel like Mel, I can talk about Mel him. Mel and Ben, a love story I, for the I ages. I do love him. Um, I, I should hope so. I re-met him. I say that at a wedding, mm-hmm. um, Chelsea's wedding. And um, so we started dating in November, no, September of 2015. Okay. Um, our mom was really sick. Yes, she was. And I came to, I'm trying to remember the timeline. Mike asked me to sing on Thanksgiving. Down here. So she was in, yes. she was in Atlanta and then Mike asked her to come sing on Thanksgiving, come down, make the eight-hour trek down to Tampa right, right. to sing at Bay Hope. Was it Bay Hope it or Van Dyke? Van Dyke, still. Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. okay, but Bay Hope mm-hmm. uh, at that time. It, right. had, it was changing to Bay Hope in like two months. Right. Yeah. It was like the beginning of 2017 that it changed. Yes. 2016. This was 2015. Oh, yeah, so it was, was Van Dyke for a while. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, I sang, and I came down and led worship, and um, something I, – I, I still to this day don't know what occurred apart from the Holy spirit was like, okay, you're here now. Hmm. Um, I had a conversation with pastor Matthew that was really short, but very pointed in my head. And, um, I will never forget how he just kind of took me under his wing. Hmm. And he said, I don't care what it takes to get you here, but we're going to do it. And he did. Hmm. And so that Monday he, uh, was in Mike's office. Mike called me and he said like, Hey, what is it going to take to get you down here? Because like, they're willing to like do it. So I was like, what? Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari uh, and a houseboat. Lambo. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking three story house yep. on the water. Yeah. Um, no, literally I was like, could you, could you pay rent? <laughs> because that's not happening where I'm at right now. So could, I'm working three jobs to pay rent. There was a season of my life in Atlanta where there was a specific week. I will never forget it. I had $12 hmm. to spend on groceries. Hmm. And I bought kale and I bought oatmeal and I bought eggs. And I lived off of that for seven full days because Ugh. I had no money. Ugh. Yep. Um, so that was where I was kind of coming from. So I, jo- I joined on staff um, March of 2016. Mm-hmm. My husband, Ben, proposed in July of 2016. Um, we got married in February of 2017. And in that, my roles have kind of switched. And I started as um, like a part-time student ministry worship leader. And now I am experienced director and director of Oaks. So uh, God has brought a lot of healing to my story in mm. terms of why certain things happen, how long certain things take, how long things really take in the grand scheme of eternity. And I feel like everything was everything's always teaching you. So mm. like it was the, all of Bellarive was teaching me things that I have used since Bellarive and things that I will continue to use. But God's teaching me things right now that are for the future that I don't know what they are. So like I, if there was anything that I learned in Atlanta. Well, let, let, let me, let me pause on that. So okay. what, what would have been 
you said you, you talked about the fact that you saw the church in multiple different states. Yeah, it's not very just cool. not not United States, mm-hmm. but states of worship and states mm-hmm. of whatever. So, I guess what's the biggest thing that you pulled out of Bellarive that you're using now? Like, give me the the, the mm-hmm. number one thing. I know it's an unprepared question, but hey, this is a conversation. Um, and I, I can I can impress my own outside view on that if you want to think about that for a second. Because mm-hmm. I've seen you fine. actually uh, grow in terms of your, how do I put this, your willingness to step forward on a stage, mm-hmm. on a platform. I hate saying stage, but on mm-hmm. a platform and not perform in front of people, yeah. but engage with them. It's mm-hmm. two totally different things. There's always a performance aspect anytime mm-hmm. you get in front of people, no matter what you're doing. Like we're technically performing for the cameras right. and Justin. Right. Uh, but but there's so there's a sense of that you want to you want to you want to maintain that but you you have this very good ability that you've developed mm-hmm. over years and years and years that I've watched mm-hmm. as a neutral third party not neutral but as a third party where you can float that line right making people feel comfortable where they're at and engaging with them on the level that they're at and then saying let's take just a step further right um, and you do that by vocal leading, but mm-hmm. you also do that by sheer presence mm, on the cool. platform. That's cool. Um, and that. so that that's honestly that's if anything came out of Bellarive, obviously connections and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. It was that mm-hmm. uh, because that gave you almost authority mm-hmm. to stand up on a platform and say, "Yeah, like I'm a female. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. I still have the spirit <laughs> of God living with me. I'm being serious because mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of people that listen that." may or may not have the same views on us as women in church and sure. women in leadership and all that other crap. And like, I, we don't need to get into that topic, but like, right. I think it's kind of crap. Yeah. And you have effectively pushed that aside and said, no, I'm going to do this yeah. and I'm going to be okay with this. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I think as you were talking, there was something that I started praying in Bellarive and I don't know when, um, but it was for myself and it was for whoever I was leading because we led for corporate mm. events that were as stale as what you can imagine. We led for um, camps of thousands of people that were like chasing after the heartbeat of God and like going for it um, and everything in between. And the thing that I found myself learning to pray for was three words, authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability. Mm. Those three words are what I, like I said, I pray for myself and I pray for the congregation because I believe if we ask God for an authentic heart of worship, we can enter into his presence that he has made available to us. Like there is nothing, there's nothing separating us anymore. Mm. Um, And so I feel like if we were allowing ourselves to be authentic and transparent and vulnerable to approach the throne of grace with confidence, there is a greater depth of life there. Hmm. I believe that there is nothing deeper than worshiping and talking to God. I think that it is the most powerful, palpable and tangible and underutilized uh, form of communication that we who have the Holy Spirit inside of us do not take advantage of. That's good. Um, I think especially wherever we're at, there's always like this pressing to not move toward the presence of God. There's always a pressing to, well, maybe you don't have to pray about that. Maybe you don't have to sing that song. Maybe. And like, why do you you think that is? Because that's the enemy trying to say, you don't have to, because the moment that we 
feel pressed in the other way to worship, to pray, to go deeper. Like this is the winning team. And he's trying everything that he can. He's not creative. Mm. He puts a bunch of tech stuff in the way. He <laughs> puts, you know, which we experienced on Easter this year. It was crazy. It was wild. But we believe that seeds were sown and power was released because of it. But he tries to get us to forget the inherent authority that we have. Mm. And so if we allow ourselves to come honest, not putting up a show, not putting any sort of mask on and just allowing ourselves to be vulnerable with God, that's where true life happens. And I think that when we find ourselves worshiping in that truthful state, that's when the mountains move. Mm. That's when people are healed. That's when miracles happen. And it's not, it's not because of us, but we are allowing ourselves to get out of the way of all of the worldly stuff. Mm. Um, so I think that that taught me greater levels of transparency and especially for people like Gen Z, um, people that are just all in our social media culture, we can, and I'm putting us in that category as well. We see through fake stuff. Oh, and 100%. And so why try and act like anything but the person that God has asked you to be? Um, so for me, I'm clumsy. I spill <laughs> stuff on myself all the time. I am a bit of a control freak. I have a heart for efficiency. I love singing. And I want to know more of who God is. So like, that's who I am. So why, why would I act like I am put together? Like I do know what I'm talking about all mm. the time. Why would I, like, none of that's real. So like, I, I just try to have a heart of, we're all in this together. We are worshiping the same God who is alive and praying for us now. So that's great. Mel, yeah. thank you. Thanks for that. Thanks for this honest conversation. I worship. We'll have to have you back as well. I'd love um, it. Before we go, uh, we always play the game that's sweeping the nation. Sure. Podcast the, pop the quiz. Nash. The Nash. Podcast pop quiz. Sure. Um, now, Mike is not here today. Um, however, I did have a little bit of a. <sighs> so, anytime you do any sort of segment, my answer always... is black beans. Okay, we're going to search for black. Okay. Wow, this is good. Well, okay, you've been thinking about this. I it, it. I said to myself, "What was the first thing that's going to come to your head?" And it was black beans because I think I'm going to have black beans as part of dinner tonight. Okay, cool. So our, we're going to, as part of the podcast pop quiz, we'll get to that before you open any segment. You always have a stinger, some sort of mm. musical thing. Oh. Um, Mike, on the fly, because he is a musician, wrote one, but he's not here. So instead, all the way from Orlando, he sent us one, and I'm going to play it in the, for you now, and then Justin's probably going to drop this in in post, right, Justin? Oh, yeah. So there's two oh, of them. Yeah. There's two oh, of them. Oh, we here's, get a choice. Here's the original. Okay. The OG. Ready? Podcast pop quiz. That's the OG. But he sent an updated. This is the remix. Can you say podcast pop quiz? That's Josie. It's not Josie. Yes, it is. No, it's not Josie. He's in Orlando. He literally. No, he's not. He's watching Josie right now. What? Yes. Get out of here. It's not in... podcast pop quiz. 
That's Josie. Oh That's my, my goodness! I thought Josie. I I thought he had like no. He leaves wrangled... tomorrow. Shut up! No, I will not. I am on a podcast. <laughs> I, I will am not. not. Supposed to. Okay, so our podcast pop quiz sponsored by Josie Minor. That's right. Is black beans. So what we t- traditionally she do also on the does love black beans. Great. This one, Josie, this one's for you. Holla, girl. Uh, this one's for you because we know you're going to be downloading this tomorrow when it comes out uh, on her iPhone. <laughs> her iPhone. Um, what we do on the traditionally on the podcast pop quiz is we uh, take a random sort of thing and we figure out if there is a podcast because there is a podcast about everything. And so uh, there is a podcast about black beans. We're going to take put 30 seconds on the clock. Ready? Go. Black here's, beans. Here's the deal, though. What if there's not? We have not encountered that. Don't you put that evil on okay. us. The okay. black, black beans podcast there's black beans and rice okay here we go listen to black beans podcast right now i mean it's the first thing we did it ladies and gentlemen we found the black beans podcast but what is it about uh in today's world perspectives are all the rage and we got two new ones here check it out two 20 year olds one black one oh i don't like this uh it's kind of racist oh. uh central california <laughs> north of los angeles west of everything else it's the black beans podcast it also has the explicit tag on it, so don't listen to don't it when your kids are around. Hey, thanks for joining us on the weekday. Mel, thank you so much for being Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Uh, we will see you guys next time. We love you. Thanks for joining in Weekday Army. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.